And, uh, and I would say that it, as we embark on this journey together, one of our top shared goals is to allow there to be a dialogue, a platform, a conversation around clearly crafting ourselves as teachers and encouraging teachers to ask those kinds of questions of themselves regularly so yeah. that, you know, teaching becomes a, a vocation, a true craft, right? Something that we can not only be su successful at, but we can sustain. I, we've also talked about, you know, this being an opportunity to really explore the more intimate, personal, and very truthfully, the spiritual side of what it means to be a practitioner and a teacher, because as teachers, obviously, if we, as we've said before, um, you know, we're students first, we're practitioners first and always. And, um, and, and that is what constantly informs our teaching and also to provide, you know, really valuable real life content about technical and philosophical and anatomical logistical aspects of, of teaching. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that is so important, too, is just to be extremely ordinary about the whole thing. Yes. Also, you know, right. yes. and and yeah. to um, cut through a lot of the static, I think, that many people go through in their mind. Is it this way? Is it that way? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? He said, she said. And to really give people an opportunity to put that stuff out on the table without any judgment. Right. And just, but be willing to say, well, okay, so-and-so taught you it this way and so-and-so taught you it that way and what's the conflict if there's a conflict and well, what do you think and why do you think there's that seeming discrepancy? Is it a discrepancy? Is right. it just a style thing? You know, I mean, yes. there's just, I, I don't know why, I, I think it's because I grew up in an extremely tumultuous house, household. Uh -huh. I have uh, I have a need for clarity, mm. and um, I don't. I'm not comfortable if I think that there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, or you know, I want people to. I want people. I want. I want clarity, and you know, I want good communication. I want people to be able to express themselves and ask the questions and well what do you think what do you feel how can you say that you know ask me the question and um you know what i'm saying is like i yeah. i want to get it out on the table that's a i feel part of my responsibility as a teacher and then getting more interested in sort of the more mentoring aspect which is slightly different you know um that's what i I, I really feel like I'd like people to use me that way. Mm, yeah, I love that, and I agree. And I think it's uh, I think the reason I chuckled is because I do feel like um, <laughs> lately in my own teaching, my finding that my even my words are 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 like moving away from the metaphor and the complex analogy and becoming more ordinary and simple. And uh, I just, I've been enjoying that ability as a teacher to structure the very heady, very complex 
um, you know, information that's often layered onto this teaching of, of Pilates and movement and just be able to say, move your big toe, you know, lift your arm, sit down, <laughs> you know, very, very, well, that reminds me when, um, one of my, one of the teachers I had way back, Steve Giordano, um, came along, came to Boulder, helped Amy, uh, and Rachel with their first equipment, um, which actually allowed them to open up their first studio. And, um, he was part of our first training programs when Romana was still coming out. And, uh, I remember him saying, yeah, it's kind of like training a dog. Sit, stand. <laughs> and we were all kind of appalled, you know. But but there is some truth to that in the sense that people can really only take in a certain amount of information. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, most of what we're saying is just kind of going by. Mm -hmm. Something else that uh, somebody said one time, uh, actually, I think it was Chuggum Trumpa, he said, you know, it doesn't matter how brilliant you are. If they don't understand you, it doesn't matter. You know, and that that should be, I don't know, maybe that should be our motto. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it is, it, it can often feel very, uh, very complex and, and so layered that people go cross-eyed and, and teachers, emerging teachers, you know, students training to be teachers, I think, are very susceptible to this Um and that it, it, it really is about how you communicate and how, how you can be clear. And, and, uh, it, it is, it's a kind of a funny, it's a kind of funny irony, I think, to be very ordinary about it, to just be very it, kind of blunt, right? And, and, and as you said, upfront about it. And that is, in fact, um, the topic that we, Mm -hmm. We had talked about addressing today as our kind of um, launch topic, which is, you know, how do you get out of your head and, and clear away the clutter? And that was, those were your words, Deborah, and, and just, you know, and just teach, right? And just right. teach. And so. Yeah. Well, that, that, um, that's just something I've been exploring lately. Um, when it comes to working with a group of people in the teacher training program is letting is inviting them to you know you always say well do you have any questions do you have any questions and, or we come up with a topic for the seminar or whatever it is but I find I'm finding that there's so much static in people's minds there's so much clutter is the word I use I am I want people to be able to download or, you know, that expression everybody's using now, unpack. I want people to be able to unpack their brain a little so that they can relax into the learning. And mm. it's sort of like I say to people, what do, you, what do you need to ask me? What do you need to say to get current, to be present? Because if no matter, like, whatever lesson somebody comes to, if half or more of their mind is still trying to dice, um, uh, digest a bunch of other stuff that they've heard, they can't be present. Mm -hmm. and, and we're constantly trying to filter the new things we're hearing through everything we've already heard. And so, my God, it's just so noisy in there, you know? Yeah. And so both as a 
as a teacher in training, but also to recognize that that's happening when we teach, to see as the words are coming out of your mouth and get that there's this fog between your words, kind of like in a cartoon, you know, coming out of your mouth and it entering the other person's brain. And you can tell that because they're not able to meet you. They're not able, they don't understand you. They're not able to get what you're asking. And so this idea of um, getting through the clutter is, is to, you know, get the questions out there. What is confusing to you? Don't be shy about it. And, and for those of us who are in the position of asking that, we've got to not take offense and, and, um, you know, just to be really honest about if, if we are saying things or teaching in a way that's confusing, how clear are we? Right. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm getting a little off the track now, but, um, but, but this was the, the topic I thought would be so important is to really open it up for. Um, and maybe it's loaded, you know, maybe it's scary for people to actually admit. Um, but we've got to get it out there, you know, and not, not be playing against each other as teachers. We can, we can actually disagree, you know, in how we teach an exercise. There's no fundamental problem with that, but it, as long as it comes from, you know, a place of integrity of our own exploring and our own experience, and we're not just crazy off base with the anatomy of it or something, you know, right. but to right. really help help our our people that we teach and that we mentor to feel um, that they totally have the right to ask all their questions mm-hmm. and to help people get clarity. Yeah, I I I want to take it I think from if we like we could just we could apply it I think to um different um different roles. So if we talk about it as if we are in the role of um just average teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Average teacher. You me, you know, the the teachers that are in the studio with us. Um, it's, to me, it feels like it relates to, uh, lots of expectations, right? Lots of worry almost around, am I, are they liking it? Am I doing right, it right? right? Am I, am I, have I put it in the right order? Did I say right. that right? Am I getting the right result? What's going to happen? If I'm subbing for somebody, am I, am I, you know, like... Are they going to like how I do it as good as their regular teacher? Right. All kinds of uh, yeah. expectations and, and and also putting ourselves in the future. What if I don't do it right? What if they don't like me? What if this is different than what they've been hearing? Um, I had a, a teacher who is in our teacher training program who I'm currently mentoring and she uh, attends a class with me every Thursday morning and she came, came rushing in a few minutes late. I just subbed for Amy. You know, I just taught a class. She said, oh my gosh. She said, I was teaching things they've never seen before, you know, uh-huh. and, and this kind of nervous laughter. And it, it's, it, it is this, you know, when we, I think it happens for us 
to varying degrees all the time, showing up for our regular classes and our regular students, this underlying expectation that we have of ourselves to, you know, per, you know, produce results or to yeah. guide somebody clearly, safely, whatever the expectations are that we have on ourselves. Um, but particularly when we are subbing and we're, you know, we're in a new situation, but all of that swirling around, I feel like that's a primary source of our clutter of not being able to be clear because we're not really present. We're thinking about not what we are doing simply. And I just love this ordinarily, like in the moment, straighten your legs, bend your knees, you know, take a breath, very, and watch what happens, do this, what happens, very clearly, very present, and just being what, being with what is, not with what the expectation is, or what the fear is of what might happen or might not happen, but to really be because in the ground, in the moment of that, in the openness, if we can hang out there in that openness, the, the the feedback of the situation will tell us what to do. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so you know, it's I think clearing away the clutter, uh, you know, uh, noticing the expectation and being able to let it go and you know, trusting our own, just trusting our own, um, presence and trusting our own experience and trusting the student, right? Trusting the student to, to arrive where they need to arrive with or without us. You know, I, I feel a little bit like often I, it's almost like a little bit of an ego trip of like, I am the guide. I am the teacher. It is my responsibility. I am supposed to be taking somebody somewhere. And Mm -hmm. what if I don't? And what if I do it wrong? Or what if it's not on Mm -hmm. the mark this time? Or what if it's not as good as last time? And Mm -hmm. I feel a bit like it's quieter and it's simpler and it's more peaceful and ultimately more effective when I trust my knowledge, whether it's a little or a lot, and I trust the student to arrive wherever they're going to arrive in the moment with or without me. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, and I feel like this is relevant for new teachers. You know, we go into our teacher training and we, we have our new group of, of, uh, students coming in to learn Pilates, to teach Pilates from us. And, they, they step up to teach somebody else maybe for the very first time. And even in that moment, to just be with the fumbling and the stumbling and the not knowing is the same request, right? Is the same request as when it's you or I teaching with many, many years of experience. And I don't know, in some ways, almost harder. Like, yep. so much uh-huh. So much knowledge, so much experience, so much w- w- desire to give, right, and educate. But at the same time, I think we, with, with, the, with the years of experience, comes uh, perspective. So we now know we can 
relax into the fact that, yeah, oh, let's see, I, I think of an example. You know, it um, it will come. You know, it doesn't, it's not going to come right away. Or there's a, there's a kind of perspective that we have that, that allows us a little bit more confidence, I would imagine, yeah. um, in terms of uh, this relationship with the, with the, with our clients that you're talking about, which is that we know that it, we know that it can't all come from us. We know that um, we have to bring them into it with us. It's not all on our shoulders to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that with, I see that very sweet um, thing with the new teachers, they they really do think that they have to make the whole thing happen. And I'm constantly reminding them, ask more questions, find out what's going on for that person, try to bring them into it. But that, I don't want to go off on a whole other tangent, but just to say that, again, it depends on the culture within which we're teaching. We have um, what you and I are talking about, um, and you said it more in terms of plant seed, plant the seed for the new gen- next generation of teachers in this way because we train our clients also to think that they need us to tell them everything. <laughs> right. And that kind of is sort of like this back and forth uh, ego thing of, you know, if I, if they don't need me, if I'm not great, you know, all the things you're talking about. And that's tricky too because uh, we have to, we have to look at our own and question our own need to be needed right yes it gets kind of wacky there too but so i i really love how you are willing to say you know let's plant the seed from the start and um and i do think it's shocking sometimes when i suggest to my to the people that i'm teacher training no it's not all your responsibility right they they have to come meet you Mm -hmm. They have to take responsibility for their own body, their own experience. Right. You know, and that's a big topic. Yeah, it's a big topic, and it's interesting. Um, it is interesting and one worth exploring, I think, in greater detail, because this is a, this is something that I talk a lot about in the mentoring group um, that we run at the, you know, that I run through Skillful Teaching, and mm-hmm. it's... It's a lot about what does it mean to be in relationship with your student. I mean, it is how does that, how does your perspective on relationship or this student-teacher relationship impact every decision that you make? And um, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. So from this, this idea of getting out of our heads uh, as teachers and clearing away the clutter. I think what Deborah and I would really love to do is open it up to to you, the listeners, and to let us know in what areas of your teaching or through what experiences that you have had where you feel like this is a challenge. This is this is creating um, uh, you know a lack of energy or or some disconnect in your teaching. You know, being wrapped up in your own thoughts or, or, um, you know, in the clutter in your head. So what we'd like to invite you to do is to email us 
your, your experiences and your questions around this topic. And, um, we would love to be able to read some of those questions and comments on our, our next conversation. And so what you would do is email us at thinkingpilates at gmail.com. And that email will get to both of us. And, you know, we would really, I think, just be thrilled to hear anything that you have to say on the topic and to give us some very specific fodder for our next conversation so that we can dive into, you know, what do we do in certain situations? So again, the email address would be thinkingpilates at gmail.com. And, um, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Deborah, it, it's we've said a lot, we've offered a lot, I think, um, and it feels like a really wonderful jumping-off place. But but there it is. That's the Thinking Pilates podcast, and um, I hope that you will join us again. I hope you'll send in your your questions and your thoughts, and Deborah and I will do our best to read through them and to respond. And, and we would love to have some of your thoughts to present on the next conversation. So join us again. Thanks, Deborah. This is going to oh, be... Oh, thank you, Chantel. This is lots of fun. Yeah, an amazing journey. And, and above all, I think, yes, we will have a ton of fun. So join us next time on the Thinking Pilates podcast.